0: This is John Sandy and you're listening to the Hot Tag Podcast. I'm not the one who's so far away When I feel the snake bite and tear my veins Never did
1: I want to be here again And I don't remember
0: why I came
1: Welcome to the Yakuza Kick Radio Hot Tag Podcast Company. This is your host, J. Cat Morris, as well as Shaheem. What's going on, man? What's going on, dude? Chilling, chilling, man. We have so many topics, man. We got a ton of shit to get into. Uh, you know, I'm just going to let you run the list of things down as we get to it. But before that, I mean, I have this thing that's been bothering the shit out of me. And since I've been doing a, a solo show, I figure let me just get it off my chest here. Um... <laughs> In Walmart, they have these, and I'm sure they have in many stores, but they have these motorized carts, you know, like the, I think they call them like jazzy scooters some places or whatever. And they're not like something that someone's taken off their vehicle because that's the only way they can get around. They're pretty much open for whoever walks in the store and wants to hop into them. And it's been more and more irritating as time goes. The other day I saw two dickhead teenage kids just fucking driving around in them. And then they're sitting in the self-checkout lane behind each other, taking like a good half hour. I feel like it took like a half hour because they're laughing. They're turning around, looking at each other. They're trying to like reach the baskets from the carts. These are two able-bodied teenage kids. You know what I mean? And there's, I mean, they're obviously for handicapped people. At least they're supposed to be. Right. So those kids right there, I wanted something bad to happen to them. I wanted them to die in the parking lot. But, you know, I mean, I, I'm not <laughs> – I can't control people's fate that way, um, unfortunately. Um, and then today I see a mother morbidly obese, father obese but not quite as morbidly obese as the mother. And they're pretty much like blocking – there's more or less like a dual aisle. Like there's a big alley for you to walk down and there's one coming one way and one coming the other way. And they're like parked and discussing what type of cereal they should get. That's like <laughs> the cereal is in the median. So like, there's no way to get around them with a normal person cart. So to what makes this worse is <laughs> up drives this kid who must be like 12 and he's, he's got a little size on him, but definitely not like I'm physically unable to walk and he's their child and he's in one of them too (laughs) so this entire family was in these little carts it's mind-boggling I really really think they need to mandate like show your handicapped identification at the door and feel free to use these things but I, I think when it gets to this point I know you know Walmart isn't known for high standards but what the fuck man I I really, I want to hop into the basket and start yelling insults at them until they leave their cart. <laughs> and then they'll probably be too ashamed to get into one again. But have you
0: seen this shit? I've actually seen this a ton of times, man. I mean, this, this happens everywhere. Uh, Shame. Yeah. Can you hear me? Where did Shane go? No, I'm sorry. Give me one second. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I put myself on mute and forgot. But uh, yeah, I've, I've seen this happen a ton of times, man. I mean, it's fucking... It's... It's abusing their rights, you know, because obviously a lot of people aren't big enough to be riding those. It's not necessary. And uh, that's not really, like, the cure to your your overweight issues, you know what I mean? Like, the more you fucking, the more you don't walk and just, like, fucking, you know, drive around Walmart picking up cereal and shit, the fatter you're going to get. So, yeah, it's, yeah. Let me ask you something, though, because you mentioned the teenagers doing this. Yeah. Um have you have you noticed teenagers just walking around malls just vaping now, like fucking blowing smoke all over the place? Oh, I mean that's a whole nother thing. That's everybody now. Like everybody's
1: got their binky, they walk around into the fucking Walmart. You see, you know, whether it be teenagers, 20, 30, 40 year olds, I've seen you know, just straight up adults, and it's just like they keep it just clutched in their in their one hand. Like they're like they're waiting for someone to try to steal it. And just every like 30 40 seconds you just see it rise up to their mouth and they gotta suck off it a little bit that's that's why I don't I'm not a fan of this whole vaping craze and people patting themselves on the back so you just started I me in another thing uh, st- people patting themselves on the back and you know oh, I quit smoking today but I'm you know I'm I'm sucking in this ice cream flavored cigarette juice <laughs> it's like oh yeah that's gonna fix it you made an investment into a different habit like I don't understand why you're congratulating yourself? I can't stand this shit. It just seems to be like the uh, the new crutch, and it's definitely more acceptable to not stop doing it
0: in public. Yeah, that's that's the thing that gets me. Like, I understand it's just vaping; it's not "quote unquote" smoke. Uh, either way, though, man, I mean, you're like inconveniencing the shit out of other people because, like, just imagine somebody's walking with their toddler with a baby, you're fucking blowing smoke in front of them. Shit's getting in the baby's face, you know, and, and plus, like, there hasn't been enough research done on this to know what exactly it could cause in the long term, um, for all we know, dude, smoking out of a fucking metal, you know, peace pipe with fucking vape juice in there could be worse than cigarettes for all we know, we don't know what's gonna happen in 20 years after people have been smoking this shit for 20 years, you know?
1: Oh, I, I agree 100%. I don't think it's safe. I don't give a fuck who tells me otherwise. Oh, it's just water vapor. Really? Water vapored? It's flavored like anything under the sun? Like, oh, I got chocolate cake flavored. Oh, right. I got cotton candy. I got this. Yeah, that's all natural stuff to just inhale into your body. And it's got nicotine in it. So that alone isn't natural. Yeah. I, it's just, yeah. I, the the first thing I've heard from it uh, health-wise is that you can get that popcorn lung shit, which is a pretty pretty bad shit. Uh, if you look up whatever that is, uh, that's that's some major shit. And uh, you can get that. I mean, but again, all of the chemicals could definitely be, you know, some further along the line stuff that they're going to find out. I don't know. It's just, it's just irritating. I wish people would act like normal adults at some point or another.
0: Yeah, not only that. I mean, it, it, there's been several cases where the vapes just blew up in the dude's mouth. You know, yeah, I, like I feel like I caused that. I, I mean, I've been wishing for it to happen since taking him out. So. Blow off half the guy's jaw, and then people are like, oh, it's safe. It's fine. It's just metal with water in there. It's fine. Yeah, I don't know about all that. I like um, to think I have that power. Of course, it's not, it's not accurate, up. but I like to go, like, you
1: know, I hope you set on fire. And then sometimes it happens. Maybe it's just misdirected. There you go, man. J.K.
0: Morris is leveling up.
1: But yeah, I'm uh, trying.
0: There you go. Uh real quick before we get into wrestling man. I mean I wanted to talk about this last week on the show but uh obviously the whole thing that happened in Virginia with uh you know the the KKK and the fucking uh-huh. neo Nazis going against you know the liberals or the normal people really. Um what are your thoughts on this cuz I I heard fucking Trump's response and he's saying there's plenty of fine people amongst the neo Nazis and the KKK. Yeah and it's yeah. just like what the fuck dude are you like out of your fucking mind and then at the yeah. end this guy can't stop himself from plugging his goddamn you know winery in, in virginia and saying it's one of the largest and one of the best in the united states you guys should check it out sometime like dude somebody just fucking died <laughs> this is your response yeah. is plugging your winery like, You're out of your fucking mind yeah, I mean, we talked about it last week, but
1: I think it was before the Trump uh, press conference, so we didn't hit, you know, that type of thing. Yeah, but um, he's he's a fucking maniac. I, I mean, and, and the divide is is so crazy online, and you know, you just see it, and like people surprise you, man. Like I had a a friend uh, I was friends with up north, and uh, he came out on some shit like that, like yo, you know, both sides, and 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 that's what Trump was saying, like um. You know, I'm seeing bad people on both sides, and it's like, hold the fuck up, man. Like, if you have a a large percentage of peaceful protesters and a couple people that just showed up to fucking fight, I mean, let's, let's not be crazy from the start. Like, all right, they wanted to take down statues and this and this, um the the KKK route, there was crowds of people in unison chanting, you know, uh, things about the Jews and things about this and things in unison. I mean, it was a large group, like a chorus of racism. Um, and a lot of those people had machine guns. Like they were they were some of them were armored as if they were going into war. Right. So. You know, when they say, oh, those other people showed up with clubs. Well, I mean, if you think it's a good idea to show up against people with guns and show up with nothing, but like a flower or something, you know, look, I'm not saying that everybody should have met in the middle of the road and killed each other, but I, I really think the first shot fired was the people who were clearly speaking a message of hate. I really, really don't. I understand you know, freedom of speech, and I think that should go a long way as far as comedians being able to say what they want to say and you know, not everything being taken so seriously and being treated like a huge crime. But I think – I don't think freedom of speech should cover people wanting to eliminate another race of people. I don't think that should be covered under freedom of speech. Uh, you know, when everybody's entitled to their opinion, if your opinion is you would like a race of people to not exist, I don't I don't think that's an okay opinion. It's not really an opinion. That's
0: that's hate speech. That's that's not the same thing as an opinion. Yeah, I've always had this problem with people saying, you know, oh it's it's alright to be able to say whatever you want. It's like yeah, but that doesn't mean you should, you know, like, there's got to be a line somewhere, man. I mean, it's it's also apparently okay for, like, Mito just walking in the middle of Walmart and, and see a bunch of babies and scream a bunch of racist stuff in front of them. Is it okay? No. Is it is it freedom of speech? Technically, yeah. But, like, that doesn't mean it's okay. And And for him to say that there was fine people, like you said, they showed up with fucking machine guns, dude. They didn't show up to, you know hold hands and, and say, oh, we're proud proud to be white. They were out there saying eliminate the Jews and blood and soil, which is like a Hitler saying. They're showing up with oh, fucking yeah. swastikas. And and keep in mind, these are the same guys that showed up in riot gear with fucking, you know, machine guns and shields and stuff. The the, the normal people, they showed up with, what, a, a couple flagpoles? Like, who gives a shit, man? Can't right. say that they were the violent ones when, when the opposing side has, has got machine guns, you know? Right. You know, and
1: Trump takes three days to fucking address anything. Um, there were um, uh, some police officers in Florida that were shot last night or I think it was yesterday. And by the morning, and I'm not saying he shouldn't have responded to this either, but by the morning he had already tweeted his heartfelt condolences and you know his thoughts and, and this and that. So to say that it took three days to get around to that because, ah, oh, I just didn't see all the facts or this and that, like, dude, you you can say things in a very safe way where you say, look, I'm not for this type of thing, you know, I'm trying to figure out the whole situation and what happened, but, you know, at least speak out against the negative side of it, that you're not down with that type of shit, and, you know, you're not going to tolerate it. I mean, this dude's getting into battles with people who are in fucking Korea, you know? Like, hey, did that little fucker say something about me? (laughs) Like, let him say something again. A fucking lava bomb over there. But, like, these people are yelling, like, no more Jews on the planet, and he's like, "Eh, I'm just waiting for the facts. I'm just waiting to find out both sides. Right.
0: wait, wait, What? Which, ironically enough, he didn't get the facts because if he's calling, you know, the the leftist people, the the violent ones, clearly you don't have the facts straight, my friend, because the KKK guys showed up with machine guns. I don't I don't know about them not being the violent ones, but uh, yeah, this dude absolutely has zero filter, man. Which is, again, it's it's good for comedians, not somebody running a fucking country. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah, like we pretty much have no zero filter, like yeah we do a podcast that's for free that's kind of the point we're not yeah, running not a, a no standard i'm not the right. commander in chief <laughs> yeah. right. i'm not i'm not in charge of anything as far as you know millions of people maybe a few people that's it
1: right but and yeah it's just it's scary stuff the stuff he's up to and um yeah <sighs> I don't know, man. I don't know how far it's going to go, where it's going to go. But, I mean, when it comes down to this this racism and him not taking a stance against the Senate, those are his voters. I mean, the, you know 100% right. of those people Absolutely. voted for Trump. So, Absolutely. I mean, he, he's got to turn against his people to even speak out for the right side of things.
0: And that's not meaning right or left. I mean, you know, right and wrong. And you know what, man? A lot of people are saying, oh, well, you know, this is just trendy now. Racism has always been around. It's always, These people are not new You know, this is not like a new ideology. This is something that everybody has been thinking of. These people have been racist since, you know, day one. You've just now seen it on television because it's, you know, trendy and the media wants to cover it, which is fine. However, and I'm sure these people were racist 10 years ago, too. However, they didn't have the guts to just come out and just say, oh, fuck the Jews. Let them all die 10 years ago now they that openly tr- marching right <laughs> no. right now that trump has made it okay to basically just have no filter and do whatever like oh well the president's saying i'll grab my pussy and fucking build a wall and ban the muslims I'll, I'll go out there and say whatever the fuck i want you know yeah he
1: just said mexicans are rapists and right. mean hombres right, <laughs> right. so <laughs> yeah, fucking I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm fucking
0: <laughs> loading crazy. up and walking out yeah exactly so like when when he sets that kind of example what the fuck do you expect from his supporters i mean it's, it's just it's fucking disgusting to me, man. It's two thousand seventeen. I feel like we're back in the sixties, you know. This is like this... I'll tell you what, like even
1: back um two thousand four, um, I listened to a lot of old Howard Stern and uh two thousand four uh they would always have Daniel Carver on, who was uh, you know, one of the leaders of the Clue Klux clan. And they would have him on because it was just kinda uh, yeah, funny to have like this guy picking football picks or this guy arguing with somebody else or whatever. So they used him as a goof. But uh, they'd had him on, and uh, and they'd always ask him, "So how's clan business going?" And this and that. And he said, "You know, it's it's mostly underground now. This is 2004." He said, "Yeah, it's mostly underground now. We'll be racist forever, but it's getting a little less acceptable. It's getting harder to do things, and we really got to keep it a little bit more underground." That was 2004, you know what I mean? And that was someone in the clan saying, "Yeah, we got to keep it a little under the vest." now 2017 they're marching the streets uh i feel like that's that
0: speaks for itself yep it's absolutely fucking insane i was actually a fan of him on the howard stern show i thought he was hilarious just because it was like it was it was weird you know it was odd to see him up there with like a nicole bass and shit doing like trivia games or whatever the fuck they were doing but uh yeah man i just it's fucking it's mind-boggling that it's 2017 like five years ago i was like oh like Racism will never end, but it's it's more socially acceptable now for for a black woman to walk around with a white dude. You know what I mean? Because like my my mom, you know, she's she's Persian. My stepdad, he's he's black. So like when mm-hmm. we first entered the country, like people all, like like black women especially actually they always gave us weird looks because you know they feel like you're taking one of theirs, and then the white people felt some type of way. And then uh, like I was always in like biracial relationships. Not now, of course, but like you know previously. And I, I never, I, I always thought it was like okay, you know, I never got shit for it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was coming to a point where I was like, Oh, okay. Like, like, yeah, we're advancing. Like, well, like people are accepting and you know, there's plenty of mixed, mixed kids out there now and shit. And then what do you know? Three, four years later, we got fucking Nazis walking around and, and the president is saying they're fine people. So it's just fucking, yeah. I, don't, I don't even know, man. It's fucking unbelievable. Well,
1: I, I think we did make the ultimate um leap as far as progress goes is, you know, we had a black president for eight years. And I think, you know, that was a, a good sign that the majority of America does feel the right way about things. And is it is progressed in a way that that's very positive. But I think that eight years also brought the the bad side out in force. You know, they. They showed up, you know, people who weren't going to vote before were like anything. But this type of shit needs to keep happening. And they went as far to the other side as possible. And
0: that's where we got Trump. I just, you know, so complete 180. Yeah. Yeah. The the, the cool thing that came out of this, though, um, I will say this, because, like, you know, years ago, if this were to happen and the whole Black Lives Matter, if they were protesting, mostly would be black people. Now, if you look at it on TV, it's honestly mostly white people. You know, yeah. so there's a ton of white people supporting, like, you know, the minorities in this. And uh, that's, that's dope as fuck to see, man, because, like, I, I wouldn't expect that 10 years ago. You wouldn't you wouldn't really see that. Um, so that's a positive thing coming out of this. It's, like, it's, like, uniting people. But at the same time, it's bringing out a lot of these shitty people that kind of were underground before, you know? But yeah. we'll see. And they're breeding new people, you know, obviously. So you got a whole new generation of these fucks coming out. Because a lot of these new Nazis, they're in their 20s. They were, like, college students. It's not like they were rednecks that were, you know... Growing up in the fucking 60s and shit. But, uh. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. But, uh, this is a wrestling show. We'll, we'll, we'll jump into some wrestling. How about um, that? How about that? We got a ton of people teasing leaving companies. So let's, we got actually quite a few of them. We got, okay. uh. Sorry, sorry, Louie, I didn't, you know, we have to get into it. We do a podcast. I didn't know. It. I had to wait for Matt Tremont to confirm everything to oh, be able to comment shit. on it. Jesus yeah, Christ, and I like Louie, man. But Jesus, man, if somebody puts something on their Twitter and they're a wrestler, that's like it's that's it's for the public to see. Especially yeah. if people are doing podcasts, and we have like a Facebook group that's dedicated to to talking about wrestling. Like people are going to talk about bizarre, it. That's man. <laughs> what, what kind of we do, you know? Like that's that's the gimmick. Uh, well, Matt, explain what you're saying, if, if you... yeah, Matt Tremont put up a. a tweet a couple days ago basically saying he's given buckets of blood to this company and uh, he's never felt appreciated. And, um, obviously everyone's first guess is probably CZW because he does CZW and GCW for the most part. He'll do what, like an IWA here and there. He does, you know, H2O his own company. But clearly he's either talking about CZW or GCW. GCW hasn't been around long enough for him to say. He's been bleeding buckets and buckets for years. Um, and I feel like he's had a, he's had a good relationship with those guys. I don't ever feel like he's been, a uh, mistreated over there he's always had and he said matches. loyalty
1: as well he, he right. added
0: loyalty in there too which makes a lot of sense because he has picked czw over a lot of things you right know. so like you can almost say 100 he's talking about czw now is it a is it a storyline or not i don't know because you know czw is doing that whole thing with gacy being quote-unquote fired on twitter um right. so I don't, I don't really know where this is going but as far as me man i, I don't think this is an angle i think uh Traymond probably isn't happy over there. You know, I mean the company's changing. Um, I asked him personally on Facebook, I was like, yo, were you happy with uh with the way the the, the main event happened at once in a lifetime? And he said one hundred percent. Now yeah, I'm not you saying won't. he's yeah, I'm not saying he's lying or anything, but I I can't see, you know, anybody being one hundred percent happy with that unless you just wanted to be in the uh, share a ring with Onita. Um yeah. because the way that, that whole match was advertised everyone was expecting a lot more. I still enjoyed it. I'm not bitching about it, but I'm just saying, I feel like he's probably getting tired of being, you know, half-assed over there. Um, well, the thing is, the first thing about
1: it makes me think that it was a work is because Tremont's not the type to say anything negative about anyone. If he has something negative in his mind, he generally just keeps it in. Like he, he isn't really the type to say like, yeah, hey, I'm about tired of this shit. Like, that's not him at all um if you watch his shoot interviews there might be some good stories and stuff like that but you're not gonna hear any fucking wild shit on that at all um it's it's pretty straightforward I like this I like this this was great like this like this love to be back there you know like that guy you know we'll see what happens it really nothing crazy um but um he's he's been you know he doesn't play politics he he's um just very respectful towards everything and everywhere he's been. So um, that's the one thing that makes me go like, I don't know. Um, There's layers to it though, because again, you say that and it it does make sense in some, you know, in some stretches, it definitely makes sense. Like, Oh, maybe he's not happy. I tend to think he was happy with the Onita thing just because of kind of, like you said, he was, you know, blessed to share the ring with them. And he's that type of guy that's just going to take it, for what it is and he's he's not going to dwell on it too much. Well, it could have been this. Well, it could have been that, especially knowing that he's headed to Japan to make that exactly what he wants it to be. So I don't know that he was upset with that. I mean, again, if, if he is, you'll never hear it. Um, that's, he's, he's just not the type. But, um, the other thing that I thought was pretty, um, interesting I think I meant to send it to you the other day. I don't think I did. Um, he posted on Facebook the other day that he is selling um, Father Matthew Tremont gimmick stuff, which was the robe, the T-shirt, the pants, the boots, all of it. And then someone even said, like, oh, it's, uh, it's a shame to see that gimmick going away. And he's like, no, it's not going away. I'm just selling some of the stuff. Well, I, he could say what he wants to say, but... Do you think he has several pairs of white boots? Do you think he has several robes for that gimmick? Eh, I don't know. Probably some. It looked like his entire getup
0: for that he was selling. Yeah. Um, so. Honestly, uh, two things I, th- I think go into it. I think probably he's not extremely happy with this position in CZW right now. Uh, previous to the Anita thing, of course. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he went from the main event to, you know, just kind of like being in a faction with G-Raver and Stockade, which, you know, I'm sure, you know, he loves Stockade and, and G-Raver's a great dude, but, you know, going from the main event and, you know, in other companies and, like, is doing matches like Nick Gage and getting standing ovations and then he comes to CCW and it's like, eh, you know, um, I think, I think he's probably unhappy with where he stands with the company. Again, this is just my opinion. I don't, I don't fucking know. He could be as happy as ever. I don't fucking know. And, All right. uh, Another thing that I I think may play into this a little bit is the fact that DJ Hyde squeezes his way into the main event with him. Um I think if anything that's probably it he he probably wanted to have a one-on-one match with Onita. Um obviously it's it's Onita's retirement match, I guess. I guess that's that's what I'm hearing, which if that's true that's fucking crazy that that Tremont is getting Onita's retirement match. Um Granted, you know, he's retired 17 times already, so who knows? He'll probably <laughs> yeah. be back next year. That doesn't really mean anything. That's how he got the name Mr. Liar, because he would lie about uh, retiring all the time. But okay. uh, I feel like this time it might really be it, because he can't really go, man. He, Dude, he just came back from a fucking broken leg. You know, his hips are bad. He's just he's old, man. He's six years old. Um, so this might be it. But imagine you being Tremont. You trying for almost two years to get this guy to the States. On your own, without CZW really backing you up, until Onita actually responded, then then they capitalized on the opportunity. Obviously, but you never saw it like you know DJ Hyde like you know supporting him with vignettes or anything like that, calling out Japan. It was mostly him like doing Facebook fucking or Instagram videos, and that yeah. kind of caught attention. And once they saw an opportunity, they were like, "Oh, okay, this this might make a lot of money. Let's uh, let's give him the platform to do it," right. and then you know, since they didn't really put the work in, and he put all the work in, I feel like he deserved that one-on-one match, and uh, I probably wouldn't be happy if I was him to find out that DJI squeezes way in there, and you can say Onita hasn't had one-on-one matches for a while, which is true. He typically does the six men. Um, so, I mean, again, not really a big surprise that he had the, the other two guys join him in the main event, mm-hmm. but uh, I feel like for a retirement match, he probably would just do a one-on-one match, and um, Tremont can carry him. I mean, you know, Trayvon's carried plenty of people this year alone, so I don't know. Do you th- do you think DJ Hyde going into the sixth man may have uh, rubbed him the wrong way to put that tweet up? Uh,
1: personally, I don't think so. Just because, again, Matt, I, I, you know, if you're speaking from from my opinion on how I would feel, oh, I'd, I'd hate DJ Hyde's guts. I, I think it's ridiculous. I don't think anyone wants to see DJ Hyde. It's fucking horrible from Matt's perspective, Matt is super fucking humble. Um, you know, Matt will tell you, you know, how much DJ did for him and how much CZW meant to him and how, if it wasn't for CZW, giving him a platform, he probably would have never got to this point of being, you know, going to Japan and being here. And that's so. Matt is a super humble dude. And, and I just don't feel that he would think that way. He might have problems with DJ. He might have problems with CZW. Again, you just, you're not going to hear it. So, it's tough for me to speculate and think that Matt is suddenly a super disgruntled guy because he's never ever played that role in his entire career. So I can't I can't take that that route and think that he feels that way. That's why I, this whole thing seems like a work to me. If he's going to have a problem with CZW, but it's weird for him to you know just even post on Facebook like it might be time for me to leave some companies. And it said companies. It didn't even say like a company. And uh, you know, I've just, and and again, I I mean, we're probably just talking about CZW, but uh, I don't know. It, it is very strange to me. And uh, of course, followed by Louis saying, "Nope, well, let, let's not speculate until Matt until Matt gives us details." It's like he posted on social media, bro. I don't I don't know what you want.
0: Right? He already put it out. <laughs> um, okay, we'll just wait guess. here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the only time I've heard Matt Tremont like like kind of flip out and bury anybody. Was uh, I th- was it? I I can't. It may have been like a Hayabusa tribute that we did or something. I don't remember exactly what it was. Um, but we were doing like a like a tribute show, I think. Mm-hmm. So I was I was pre-recording um interviews, and this was the same week that uh he had lost his brother, so he was like real emotional, and um, I was asking him if he was gonna be, you know, doing doing certain shows and this that, and a third and uh. He, he fucking just buried the shit out of somebody then you know obviously you know i, I won't name because you know he's asked me not to get right. into this whole thing um yeah. but he went off for like five minutes and just fucking just just went off and then uh afterwards he was like hey that was pre-recorded right and i was like yeah he was like do you mind like you know erasing that from the interview and i did you know because like i don't mm-hmm. like if the guy's not comfortable with it i'm not gonna put it out you know i'm not gonna be a dick about it and right. to this day i haven't mentioned like who, who he's talking about but that's the only time i've i've heard him and Again, he regretted it within five minutes. So, yeah, he's not that type of guy to come on and, and bury anybody or anything. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. 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 Uh, another two guys that are rumored to be leaving is uh, John Wayne Murdoch and Reed Bentley. Not rumored. Actually, they confirmed it. This is not storyline. We're, we're done with IWA Mid-South. We're not going to talk shit, Ian. But uh, apparently they bumped heads from what it looks like. That's – it's just another really weird situation
1: because – uh, if you go back to the CCW thing, you can go on, uh, you know, my archives and and listen to the Ian interview, the last Ian interview I did, and uh, you know he talks about all all of uh, exactly what happened within CCW IWa Mid South relations the last time around, and what happened at the time was uh, Josh Crane was not on good terms with Ian at all. Uh, Dale Patrick's being Josh Crane's good friend, he kind of just got lumped into the situation. He didn't really have as much problems with. Uh, Dale Patrick's as he had with Josh. But there was a, a problem with Josh with T-shirts. There was a problem with Josh with a bunch of different things. And uh, and so he he completely did not want to work with him. Well, CCW had him lumped in an angle together, which would have been Team IWA being Josh Crane and Dale Patrick's along with uh, Reed Bentley and John Wayne Murdoch. So Ian pretty much said, like, look, I, you know, I don't even want to see this fucking guy in my presence, let alone – have him walking out as team IWA like you know have him on the card or whatever but like don't don't have this guy together with me because we we don't even get along so at the time he wasn't using either one of those guys you know he had previously used them but they had a falling out and uh DJ wasn't willing to to bend on that at all so he said, all right fuck off then so that that burned that whole angle like they it, it severed ties with them pretty much you know they they worked a little bit here and there with sending this guy or you know, DJ going into uh I think he's worked i maybe nah. Yeah, he did King of the Death matches. After that, right? I think it was before that. Okay, so yeah, it was before that. That's right. why, yeah, yeah. They haven't really brought DJ in or anything like that nah. since and nah. and uh John Wayne Murdoch hadn't really been in C Z W since and I think he he just did Tournament of Death, right?
0: Yeah, and then when he did T O D on his Facebook he was saying after T O D um, you're going to see me as, as a regular on CCW and that clearly didn't happen. That didn't happen. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, that, that created
1: like a huge rift. So it was really weird seeing all of a sudden, first off, seeing Josh Crane and, uh, Dale Patrick back on IWA shows. And then for the next thing to happen was John Wayne Murdoch and Reed Bentley are off IWA shows. it just, it's bizarre to me. Um, I know for a long time, John Wayne Murdoch was living with Ian. So I, I really don't know, um, you know, what has transpired. They're all being, you know, respectful and professional about it. Like, uh oh, we're not going to talk about the other party, but we've severed ties. We're, you know, we've gone our separate ways and it's just weird. And I, John Wayne Murdoch was a little bit more open about it. Cause he said something on, uh, one of those death match pages or something. Cause someone added me to this fucking group. I hate groups. Uh, he said something like, oh, "We're just not gonna associate with someone that just buries guys and and does this and that." He said some old, uh, some shit that was kind of vague, but you know, kind of said like
0: Ian buries people or something like that, and talks shit or something. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, Progress came to New York over the weekend, I believe. Yeah. Um, they did a couple shows. And uh, Pete Dunn, who's a U.K. guy who's wrestling in progress and ICW and WXW and all that stuff all over Europe, uh, he's the current you know, WWE U.K. champion. So, obviously, they're not getting enough bookings through NXT and you know the U.K. division or whatever the case may be. Um, so, WWE is letting them do some indies and still do progress and all that stuff. Uh, the guy got injured at Tier 1 wrestling. Um, I don't know if this- the- He's the Sammy Callahan looking dude, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he calls himself like the Bruiser, um, something like that. He, he's really good though. I really like that guy. He's fucking. Oh, I mean, you would you would actually like him a lot. He's really intense. Um, okay. Yeah, really really good talent, and uh, he was going against Darius Darius something. I forget the dude's name. Um, apparently he's like an unsafe guy because he's he's hurt a lot of people but he laid a title belt down on the ground and he DDT'd him on it and he just fucking just the guy just got completely lacerated and he had to get like 16 staples on his head. So mm-hmm. uh you know WWE had to like pull him off with some cards. and um this just leads me to believe that they're probably going to have to start either paying these guys more or using them more on NXT because uh I don't see WWE letting guys do indies much longer if guys are getting injured on these shows, you know. Uh yeah, I
1: mean I, I think if it If it becomes obvious that these guys are doing like fucking TLC matches and shit like this, they're probably going to say, look, you know, don't do anything stupid because you're just going to lose your your money with us, you know, because that's probably, you know, the result of it will probably just be like, oh, okay." I mean, if you do something reckless on an indie card, that's fine. But we're just not going to use you anymore and we might not answer your call for a couple of years. So, I mean, maybe you guys will be start being a little bit more. Um, I mean, if you say that this guy is known for hurting people, then he, he probably shouldn't be, you know, Pete Dunn probably shouldn't be getting in the ring with the guy knowing that he's got way bigger opportunities yeah. than sitting in front of him.
0: Yeah, not Not only that, I think I think it just it's, it's bad exposure for WWE because um, obviously all of the articles aren't going to mention tier one wrestling, which was the promotion that hosted this match they all say WWE talent, you know, so they get lumped up into this whole thing. And, uh, I don't think they probably appreciate that since they're, you know, a corporate company and all that stuff. So we'll see what happens. But, uh, I, I I say this to say this, um, David Starr started airing this dude out, this guy Darius that I'm not familiar with. A lot of people are, I don't know who the fuck this dude is, but, Mm -hmm. um, David Starr basically just fucking aired this dude out saying, you know, he's, he's injured people for plenty of years. It's time to leave the wrestling business. If you can't protect people, and um, this I, I I don't think this is an angle. I think the guy was being legitimate because he wrote out a fucking essay. That's why I didn't even brought up the the Facebook post because I'd be reading for the next half hour. Right. But um, he completely just shit on the guy. And uh, I'd like to see where this goes, but I, I don't think it's an angle. But uh, I don't see Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate and these UK guys continuing to do all these indie shows if uh, it's it's gonna cost them some NXT matches. So we'll see what happens. But yeah yeah um speaking of nxt adam cole signed to nxt and i'm guessing he's probably going to be in the crowd tonight as we actually are recording this right now nxt uh takeovers happening right now so adam cole is probably sitting in the crowd right now and i guess they're probably going to debut him tonight what are your thoughts on adam cole joining nxt i think that's great i mean it, it was only a matter of time you know as far as
1: uh you know him getting a shot i mean he's you know he's got a great look he can work his ass off he i mean he's got charisma it's i mean he's one of those guys that i thought would be signed a lot sooner than a lot of the other guys that have been signed um so you know it's it, it was just bound to happen i think he's a guy who's going to do really well i think he'll be on the main roster in no time um i know i i read some stuff to you know new policies they're gonna do this before they do that and it, just wait and see. I mean, once people get there and they figure out what works and what doesn't, you know, they're, yeah, they're not going to give him a WWE title shot the the week he gets there. But, you know, I mean, a lot of guys, they start out on the bottom. And
0: before you know it, they're all over TV. So yeah. who knows? Apparently, uh, there's some rumors that he might be creating like a Ring of Honor faction in NXT, mm. which I, they're not going to call it a Ring of Honor faction. It's probably going to be ROH guys. And uh, the guys, the guys joining him in the faction are rumored to be Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, and Leo Rush. So, huh. yeah, that's kind of like the odd man out cause, you They you got Ky- Roderick Strong over there, don't they? Right. Yeah, yeah. Like that's what I would think. The four guys, if you're going to kind of try to like do the indie four horsemen, I would probably do the Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, uh, Strong, and and Adam Cole. You know, well, those guys have history together. But Leo Rush is kind of he's like the smaller guy, different style. It wouldn't really make much sense, but we'll see what happens with that. But
1: Yeah. I mean, I've kind of like, you know, over the years, there was always a stigma of, oh, if this guy goes to the WWE, WWE's going to bury him. WWE's going to bury him. I have gotten so sick of that fucking statement over the past three, four years. Every time I see someone type it, I just immediately hate them. Because it's like, come on, man. Dean Ambrose is fucking main at WWE pay-per-views. This was a CZW champion. That shit would never happen before. AJ Styles is main-eventing shit. You know, Nakamura came over from Japan. He's main-eventing shit. I mean, stop with the burial. It's not burial. Just because you don't like that this guy lost this night or won that night or you know, didn't win clean this night. No one's getting fucking buried the way that, you know, things used to be AJ Styles on a dark match. You know, it's, it, that's not happening anymore. And, and, and you know, when, when we're like, this guy's not going to be used right. Well, I mean, if you're really talking about a guy that was booked previously by DJ Hyde, okay, I'm sure DJ used him right, but Vince McMahon's <laughs> going to fuck it all up, right? Like, come on, man, what the
0: fuck? Uh... Shut up. I think I think you just completely have to dismiss that whole idea of guys getting buried cuz they're indie guys now cuz I mean dude once Kevin Steen beat fucking John Cena clean yeah. like like you you just have to stop with all that you know the only guy that I can say that they've probably misused is probably you know Sami Zayn that's probably the only guy cuz Samoa Joe has been on top you know Seth Rollins been on top CM Punk Daniel Bryan AJ Styles yeah. All these guys have been main eventers now, you know, so you can't just sit there and they're, say they're getting buried. Um, to be
1: fair with Sami Zayn, though, I think he was on a roll. I think he was on a complete path of success, and he got hurt. And I don't. I think a lot of times that they lose momentum with guys, and they don't know how to bring them back. Yeah, pick it back so, up. So, you know, I, I think that happens a lot of times. I think the same thing happened with Kenta or whatever, Hideo, or whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, Atami. I, I think the same shit happened with him, you know, um... It happened for a minute with Finn Balor. Finn Balor was fucking destined for, you know, main roster, this and that, and then he got hurt, and they're like, eh, let's take a step back. Well, they're they're
0: taking a step back with him right now. I mean, tomorrow night, he's going against, like, Bray Wyatt. He's not really, like, in the main event or anything like that. But uh, the Sami Zayn thing, you can also chalk it up to just too many top guys now. You know, like, honestly, the roster's never been – granted, it's not a a Rock or Austin or, you know, super superstars, but – they have more main eventers than they really ever did. I mean, you you have a good five to six people on each, you know, SmackDown and Raw that mm-hmm. you can put the title on, no problem. You know.
1: Yeah, and you know when you when you go like, oh, they're they're holding back Sami Zayn. Not not saying that you're saying that, but just say people are saying they're holding down Sami Zayn. He's an indie guy, and then you look up top and it's fucking you know Steen and fucking AJ Styles. It's like, yeah. well, what are they doing there? Well, that's different. Like, <laughs> all right, then like. No. They're not going to push every former indie guy to the top and you know have the big show and dark matches. It's just not going to happen. I mean, it yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, there's going to be
1: turns. yeah, there's going to be some resemblance of the old WWE. But man, you look at that roster and how many of these guys have been indie guys before? I think it's awesome. I mean, I. Overall, I've kind of fell out of love with wrestling, so I I don't watch it nearly as much. But, I mean, as a fan of indies and, you know, I've watched this stuff. I mean, look at the amount of names that were on indie cards that are now on on actual TV. Like, It's it's
0: crazy. I mean, dude, I mean, obviously this is like the indie show that we do. But, uh, I mean, it's it's, it's worth to get into it real quick. If you look at the indie talent that's in WWE right now, you look at NXT – NXT mm-hmm. is getting Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, Leo Rush, um, fucking Roderick Strong. You got, you know, Hideo Itami over there. You got Tommy End, who's now a Lester Black. You have a good like almost ten people in NXT that are that could be top guys for NXT that are all from Indies. You know? You look at WWE, each brand has a good five to seven names that came from the Indies, that are top guys. You know? So they've really picked everybody up, man. The only guys left from you know those days are like like a homicide and low key really. The rest of the yeah. guys they've either been there or, or they're gone.
1: Yeah, I mean it they really open the doors now. I the whole statement of oh the WWE doesn't use guys, right? Get out of here. I mean it's they obviously had their different plan and again I just don't Gabe Sapolsky's the only guy who knows how to book guys
0: right. Like get out of here. <laughs> the yeah, I, don't, I don't know about that. I don't but, know about that. Also a uh, war machine has been contacted by WWE so probably oh, yeah. expect them yeah probably expect them sometime in NXT which I think they'd be a great uh tag team in WWE cuz you know as much as uh, I think the product probably is great I can't tell you cuz I haven't watched it for like a month straight again uh-huh. um but I mean the talent dude I mean you I can't imagine Raw and SmackDown being that awful with this much talent on there at least you're probably getting good matches is it shitty booking and bad storylines maybe I don't know but I'm yeah. sure there's plenty of good matches. And um, the only thing they lack in is, is tag teams. They have, like, nothing. So War Machine, um, they would definitely be a, be a nice tag team up there, especially if they, you know, rebrand the Wyatts and uh, bring back, like, Luke Harper and put them with uh, the other the orange guy. Um, the orange I mean, guy? is he still work there? It. I think so. I've, the orange I guy? Know. I can't tell you. <laughs> Dude, I haven't watched SmackDown for probably, like, four months. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm sure he's he's under contract with them, so not, I haven't seen him on pay-per-views or anything. I, for the most part, just watch the pay-per-views, you know. But um, Joey Janela, Joey, yeah. Joey, oh like <laughs> boy! All right. Well, let's start off with this. He snapped his finger and went live on Facebook the other night mm-hmm. uh, against Glacier at AIW. I guess he threw him into like a like a one of those arcade games, and he, he snapped his finger in half. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, people keep saying he snapped it in half. I mean, he broke his finger. I
1: mean, he didn't yeah, even, I, mean, I don't know exactly off. Like, yeah, yeah,
0: I mean, the way they made it sound, like I thought, I thought it literally like snapped in half, like bone was out, you know.
1: Yeah, I read that on your page, and I was just yeah. like, people are like, fucking silly. Yeah, um, I'm sure. they I'm sure sure
0: froze it like fucking sub zero, and kicked it, and it smashed off his hand. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's not... yeah, so yeah. I'm sure he'll he'll be fine, you know. Uh, and then somebody said like maybe you should tone it down and like if he doesn't know how to protect himself, I think it was the Alex kid. It's like, dude, like come on, man. This guy's this guy's been wrestling for ten years, and I I listened to him on the Sam Roberts podcast. This guy said he's never been injured like like a legitimate you know big injury other than the time he jumped off a fucking building into into a truck, you know. Yeah. So obviously he knows how to protect himself, man. I'm I'm pretty sure if this guy's diving off fucking ladders and Doing swantons into fucking ladders and tables and chairs. He he mm-hmm. knows how to bump. He sh- he should be okay. Sure, accidents happen. I don't think he should tone down his style because he broke a fucking finger. But
1: yeah. I mean, this is the hands. same people that are like, I guess he's not wrestling this weekend. <laughs> <It's>
0: like, <laughs> yeah, he's it's, it's gonna be all right. Yeah, it's just a finger, dude. Uh, one more Joey's another thing. I noticed uh he had that match in progress against um that fucking guy, uh, Jimmy Havoc. Uh, they did the one cool spot that they try to go, you know, get it to go viral where you, you know, sat up in the chair. But, uh, did you notice how he's wearing a shirt now? Yeah, now that's progress. Yeah. <laughs> <It's, it's... laughs> now nah, he did. But that, yeah, that spot was cool. It was,
1: uh, it was like a monkey flip out of the corner where Joey was in the chair and he stayed sitting in the chair and he landed on his, yeah, you know, land, not on his feet. It landed on, on the chair, like it was sitting. So yeah, that was a pretty cool spot. But, yeah. And Joey's wearing a shirt. I mean, what, you know, what can you do? I, I don't know. I just, I mean, we've gone over this a million times. The dude is is not in shape. He's he continually gets in worse shape. I I think, because I I don't watch that much wrestling, but it's like you know every month or two, maybe I'll I'll catch a match and be like, oh Jesus, like what the fuck, and uh, I I don't know. I always hope that. The next time I turn on something, I'll be like, "Oh look, what the fuck, man! Joey's been in the gym. You know, Joey's been fucking uh, cutting back on them carbs, not so much." You could definitely keep track of, you know, just seeing on Facebook, like, "Yeah, Taco Bell's fucking awesome still. Who wants to <laughs> drink with me tonight?" And it's like, uh, "Yeah, not expecting shredded Joey on the next DVD." <laughs> Taco Bell's fucking awesome tonight. <laughs> Taco Tuesdays. Who wants indeed. to get drunk? It's like, all, <laughs> all right, right, those are
0: great. <laughs> nope. Did you ever see the, the the Facebook Live where he's just eating like snap peas for like fucking twenty minutes straight, not even talking? <laughs> nah, <laughs> he's just, he's just sitting there at a bar just snacking, and there's like fucking people just watching him, and and I think he was just trolling people because oh yeah, I fast forward. For he didn't say a word the whole time. He just ate, and people watched it. <laughs> just, what the fuck, man? <laughs> uh, so uh, random, random note. Uh, Bob Sap <laughs> faced Onita in uh fmw recently in an explosion match did you know that no that that happened. recently huh yes like as early as this year uh-huh. uh yeah and they actually you use like you know explosions i'm sure it was so good <laughs> it was fantastic probably the worst match i've ever seen in my life it was it was terrible man i can't i can't even describe it to you well don't hold your breath dj Hyde is heading to japan yeah it'll be fantastic uh, Aja Kong was also in this match, and I, I'm pretty sure, like 99% sure, she shit her pants. Because uh, oh. I, th- I think there was a shit stain on her pants. Oh, alright. Yeah. So if you want to check that out, it's on YouTube, folks. Go on. Uh, yeah. Well, people <laughs> listening, if they want to go check it out, Bob Sap, Atsushi Onita, and uh, Aja Kong, and uh, some shit and some uh, barbed wire baseball bats with explosives are involved. So that's good. Uh, MLW, did you ever watch it? Were you like a fan of MLW? Uh no, I
1: um, I think I saw like the two shows that were like Reloaded or something, and uh, Reloaded Part Two because they were really creative, right? Uh, <laughs> like I don't know, uh, and I forget there was some kind of debacle. I I remember one show they had Homicide Low Key, and that was that was badass. But I mean, when is that not badass? Um, you know those guys have been going at it forever, so they they put on some dope shit.
0: And I think they had Teddy on the show. Yeah, yeah they, they used Teddy. They had Funk and Carino feuding. They had like a barbed wire match. CM Punk was up there for a while. Yeah, I I don't know. Was
1: that was that the one where um, American Dragon ripped
0: fucking Teddy Hart's pants off? I don't remember, dude. I haven't watched the MLW since like mid two thousands.
1: Again, I only saw the two shows, so it was either one of the two shows I watched or some other company. Yeah. But I, I remember a show could be completely irrelevant to this topic if it wasn't MLW but and uh you know, Brian Danielson, he uh just was not having Teddy's bullshit and Teddy was doing his old flashy shit and he had those crazy pants on and you just fucking like ripped the pants off him and started putting leg submissions on him
0: just like sh- shooting <laughs> on him? <laughs> yeah oh, he just like,
1: fucking tore his pants off his body <laughs> and <laughs> then he's just like in his fucking drawers and he's just fucking That's amazing. working his legs and shit and stomping his fucking knees <laughs>
0: yeah, I-, I, <laughs> gotta, I gotta find this shit now man That's amazing. yeah
1: it was wild as fuck man I was just like oh yeah he's not he's not having Teddy's bullshit
0: yeah but uh mlw is coming back for a one show only um and it's gonna have your your guy uh re-reloaded yeah re-reloaded part (laughs) one uh reloaded again (laughs) there you go that's probably a little bit more clever than re-reloaded part one uh shane strickland versus ricochet is gonna main event the show okay and um they have, a little too much smiling for our, for our liking. Yeah, 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 exactly. I hate Shane Strickland smiling, and you hate Ricochet smiling. I didn't even think of that. How ironic yeah. is that? The, the two times we both bitch about That's guys smiling. That's one happy main event right there. <laughs> it is a happy-ass <laughs> fucking main event. Oh, Jesus. Uh, MVP is going against Sammy Callahan. Um, I saw Sammy Callahan and MVP going against each other at, I think it was like the first House of Hardcore. Mm-hmm. I would to say 2012 maybe. And they fucking killed it. So I know they have good chemistry. So I'm expecting a lot out of that match. But uh, I'm sure it'll be a good card, man. They're going to use a ton of talent. you know. Um, what's the guy's name that owns the company? Court uh, Bauer. Court Bauer, yeah. The former yeah. WWE writer. So he's got a ton of fucking, you know. He loves Teddy Hart. I'm sure Teddy will probably be on the show. He's got a ton of connections. So we'll see what happens with that. But um, let's talk GCW real quick. NGI yeah. is coming up. They announced yeah. uh, seven of the eight participants Mm um are you excited about any of these names so far that they that they mentioned i mean a lot of them we expected you know i don't know them but um like the the one guy they announced
1: the japanese dude he's like a champion over there and um look i you know i'm not current on a lot of this shit so i'm sure if he's you know the champion of whatever they're bringing freedoms i think yeah um, yeah, I'm sure he's a maniac. I, I mean, a lot of those guys, man. If you bring in a Japanese death match guy that that's big over there, and we haven't heard of him yet, like you're in for a treat for the most part. I know, you know, the people over here, you know, we we want to see the the Kobayashis, we want to see the the Kasai's, we want to see the people we already knew. But I mean, they they introduced those guys to us too. So let's you know have a little patience and check it out. And it, I, I'm sure they're gonna fucking tear it up. I wondered, uh, you know, when they were announcing talent, whatever happened to Miyamoto, I mean, he, he might still be wrestling over there, but, um, he wrestled Gage at the one cage of death before Gage robbed a bank, like right before Gage robbed a bank. Yeah. And I remember Gage talking shit on one of the shoot interviews saying like that match sucked or whatever. And he's, I mean, I don't think he remembers that or, you know, his motives behind robbing a bank, but, um, You know, I, I don't think he had the best judgment on what was going on in that period of his life, but I thought the match was fucking great. I was there live, and mm-hmm. uh, I I loved it. Uh, you know, so I don't know, but that that dude seemed like really really good. I don't know if he still does death matches. I don't know if he still works, whatever. But he was like a really good wrestler and high flyer and all of that shit, and then did silly fucking death match shit too, which is kind of my my favorite type of death match wrestler i know you like the the fat morbidly obese guy that bleeds of course. but uh I, I like people that could do like a fucking moonsault into a pile of light tubes that's that's fucking crazy shit to me Dude, you know
0: fat fat people do that too headhunters they did moonsaults into fucking tax and all kinds of crazy shit yeah well you know, you know? but uh ngi they, they announced seven of them first one being of course nick gage uh they got miedo extremo from mexico all right. Um, who, whoever that is, Cyclope. <laughs> All right, Cyclope. I've, I've seen some of his stuff. I think he had some matches like Masada and shit in, in uh, Mexico. I, I can't say I was like super impressed by any of those dudes. Really, they do the basics, you know. They they blade and eh, whatever. Um, Schlack, which is awesome because I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm hoping he's not going out first round like Tod. So he'll, he'll probably kill it up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, G Raver. Glad to see him back in GCW. Marcus Crane, of course. And uh, Daisuke Masuaka was the Japanese guy from uh, from Freedom. Sorry if I botched that name. I don't. I've never seen the guy. So, all right. Um, but uh, number eight is left. Do you think this is probably going to be the biggest name? Because it would make sense if they keep the best one for last, for you know, like a last-minute you know ticket seller. Um, any, anything anybody that you would particularly want to see, or any idea who it could possibly be?
1: That's tough. I don't. Hmm. Yeah, offhand, I don't really know.
0: Um, cause it's, yeah. it, there's so many guys left that they could use. Cause I was expecting like a Nate hatred. I was expecting a Masada. You know, I was expecting. Well, pro- probably not Tremont since he said he's gonna stop with the you know tournaments, right? Um, but he, he uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't think really. you could do like a question mark and Masada again. I mean, it didn't they just yeah. do that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jimmy Lloyd, uh, he's not on here. Good. Yeah. Uh, dude, I wouldn't Good. be surprised. Wasn't he number eight last time for TOS? Oh, fuck! I don't know, man. I, dude, I think he was. The I think TOS? he was. Yeah. Wasn't it Masada? No, 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 but Masada just just replaced uh, Viking, but Viking was already announced. But uh-huh. they they like I think number eight when they announced it was Jimmy Lloyd. I could I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was. Um, because Takeda they mentioned like early on, you know, he was like number two or number three that they announced.
1: I could see them doing like a non-tournament with Jimmy Lloyd and having him do shit that you know makes fucking shit in the tournament look dumb you
0: know (laughs)
1: like Jimmy Lloyd 200 light tube non-tournament match (laughs) yeah what the the fuck
0: probably will happen
1: they really shit on their own product a lot with that you know like I said I I put things over that they do which is a lot but um they they just don't know how to get out of their own way sometimes um yeah I don't know I don't really have many guesses as far as the 8th guy um you know, I would think, I mean, if they make it, like, Nick Gage's opponent, I wouldn't be surprised to see, like, Hatred pop up then. Yeah, that would be you cool. You know what I mean? If if they're, like, you know, big question mark, and then fucking, you know, is out there, like, who the fuck is it? Bring it, and Hatred's music hits. That would be badass. Yeah. Um, you that'd know, be cool. I, I mean, it, not Nate Hatred if he's just up against someone else. I mean, it would it would have to be the big surprise to meet Gage in the ring, you know, or some shit. But I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they they seem to be pulling all sorts of crazy tricks. So,
0: yeah, I know I mean, a lot of people are, are are thinking like Kasai. Kasai, I know, is not happening. Nah, they, you um, wouldn't put a surprise to Kasai. I don't think. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not saying it's necessarily a surprise. I think they're gonna they're gonna announce number eight probably uh, the next week or so. I don't think they're keeping okay. it as a surprise. Um, it's funny we're mentioning this because uh, I I asked Brett this earlier. I said is the last participant going to be a big one? And uh, he just responded with, it will be significant. Whatever hmm. the fuck that's supposed to mean. All right. so, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. Hopefully, it's it's a big one. Because it'd be a, kind of a, like a letdown if number eight is like, Jimmy Lloyd. It's, eh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It should have been like number two.
1: Or, He's the you know. future. So they announce him being in the tournament <laughs> yeah, in true. the future. That's true. That's true. Like, uh, we'll announce all the guys now. And in the future, we'll tell you who the eighth guy is. You know who that is? <laughs> That's like his signature. It's
0: like they just announced him last because he's the future. Yeah. I know um I talked to a, a couple of the wrestlers at uh at the show and you know, obviously Schlack when he was tattooing me, I asked him, I was like, like, you know, game changer, like when you guys are there, it seems like you guys are completely different. And um all of them have said the same answer and I I said this to Brad and he was like, dude, it's one hundred percent legit. Um apparently they don't like he doesn't book anything, you know. Um, he mm-hmm. lets them 100% control the match. You know, like they just they get in the parking lot, they plan it out, and he just asks them, what do you want to use for the match? What do you, what do you need? I'll provide whatever you need, but yeah. I'm not going to tell you what to do. You do whatever you want. And uh, a lot of the times, a lot of these guys, they say that they're trying to top each other, hence the reason you see so much violence at the shows.
1: Yeah, well, yeah.
0: Like, you know, like Private Party, they were never asked to use light tubes. That was their, you know... They called it in the ring during the middle of the match. Nobody even knew what was happening. Because I was literally standing by the entrance, and Brett was standing there. And they're like, they want light tubes. They want light tubes. And then yeah. they brought him out, you know. Maybe at
1: some point the promoter should step in and actually have control over his own show. I mean, it sounds nice. Like, yeah, wrestlers do their own thing. But, you know, I mean, if it's not in a cooperative effort where they're trying to make the whole show look good and have its ups and downs. When it's just like go 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 go, I'm telling you, you lose a lot of matches. Like yeah. you know, you remember three matches, but there was fucking permanent scarring going on in the other matches too that you'll just never remember. Yeah.
0: No, yeah. I think I think eventually they have to tone it down a little bit, you know? Because I mean, eight death matches per show, man, this is fucking crazy. Yeah, it's it's too much. Um, uh, did you see the CM Punk tease about him joining the Bullet Club that people are falling for?
1: Yeah, I mean. It never stops with the CM Punk teas but this is this is why i you know i'm a huge cm punk fan um not on the mma side of things but um yeah, yeah. i would hope not but uh as a as a wrestler and i i've always been you know pro whatever he wants to do he, he doesn't want to be there he doesn't want to be there don't be fucking so angry at him and i think that half of the anger is because they, they wanted him there so bad and it's over time it's continued to prove himself because it's not like Someone says, hey, CM Punk might be there tonight, and everyone goes, ah, who cares? Everyone's like, shit, really? Like, you think? Right. You know, I mean, maybe they go, bullshit. No, he's not. But it it still brings interest up, still. How how long has he been gone? And it's still, like, a hot topic. Like, fucking, you think he's going to be there? Two years, probably, I think. Yeah. A little more than two years. Yeah. This dude is, what he did in the wrestling business is monumental as far as what he did in the WWE you know, it was well known that the, the the main players didn't like him. The Triple H's and, and whatever didn't like him and, and despite that, he did everything he did and was able to rise to the top. And shit, I mean fans are still chanting his name every time they're in Chicago and other random places. And fuck, man. Good for him. Yeah. I, you know he's got he's got an open door. They can say whatever they want, but he's got an open door. This day he fucking rings their phone, they're they're booking him a flight. Nah.
0: Yeah, I, I doubt it, man. I mean I know it was um uh I think Marty Squirrel and and the other guy, uh Hangman Page, I guess he's like a I don't know who that is. But he's nah, a he's a bullet yeah. club guy. Okay. And um they tease some like CM Punk Bullet Club T shirts and I think it's just trolling people. I don't I wouldn't look too Most much. Most likely. It. Yeah. Uh, let me talk about New Japan real quick. I didn't get to see, like, everything. You know, obviously, there was, like, fucking 400 hours of New Japan in the past two months with the uh, G1 Climax. Um, Shibata. Uh, you're familiar with him, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, Shibata, obviously, uh, you know about his injury. How He had, like, you mm-hmm. know, um, he yep. had to have, like, a couple of brain surgeries and all that, and he was supposed to retire. Uh, he came back and as, as a surprise, and he actually took a bump, and uh, he gave, like, a speech, Saying, like, you know, I wasn't supposed to be here, but I'm here. And, uh, the crowd reacted, man. But I, it kind of, I don't know, man. It made me cringe because, like, it's like, dude, you just had brain surgery. You know, like, I get it. You love this shit, but d- stop. It's, it's yeah. not necessary, man. You know, you look at guys like Misawa and, and all these other people, man. Like, you don't, you don't want to do that to yourself, dude.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, some people have way more, uh, love for this than they do their own bodies or, you know, what goes on in life. Uh, Daniel uh,
0: Bryan. Dan. Guy. He's trying to get back. It's, f- it's funny, uh, we brought up Daniel Bryan. I think uh his wife, Brie Bella, just, just gave out an interview basically saying he's, he's coming back to the ring. May not be in WWE, <laughs> but expect him back in the ring. It's yeah, happening. Doubt it. Yeah, it's happening. Um With the G1 Climax, uh Tetsuo Naito won against uh Kenny Omega in a fucking... just. <laughs> insane fucking match. I'm sure you can imagine. Um, mm-hmm. Dude, I, I don't know how they can top every show. I, I, I don't understand. Because the Okada matches, I watched them and I'm like, fuck. Like, there's no way you're going to top that next show. And Okada and Kenny Omega had their third match at G1 and they topped it. They topped yeah. the, the previous two. Wow. So, 25 minute match is fucking just flawless. I, I, I don't know, man. Kenny Omega is, dude, there's no one better. As far as nah. in-ring, you can't fuck with this guy. No way, you know? It's just, yeah, he's, he's damn good. Damn yeah. good. Yeah, dude, he should be in WWE one day, man. That, that dude would fucking kill with everybody. Man, uh, it's
1: his choice. He, he's just like, nah, I don't want to be there. Yeah,
0: man, I, I can't blame the guy. He's having <laughs> fun. He's he's fucking killing it up there. You know, he's making a name for himself, and he's probably getting paid more than he would be in WWE right now, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, one more thing about uh, G1. Juice Robinson, who was a uh, CJ Parker from NXT, he remember him from uh, Best of the Best yep. D- DJ. Bro. Yeah. yeah, this dude's getting like a huge push in Japan now. He beat uh Kenny Omega. Uh. And he beat a couple people. I don't, I don't know, man. A lot of people are behind this guy. I don't. My only exposure to him was a few matches from NXT, which I was like, yeah, I'm good. Uh, best of the best, he did fine, but he's never really stood out to me. But he's getting a big push, and uh, Zach Saber Junior. He's, he's fucking killing it up there. He's making a name for himself, so. A lot of shit going on in New Japan, though, man. Those guys are, um... They're taking over, almost. Yeah, I mean, I thought he did
1: really good and best of the best, and I expected him to really just, like, take the indies by storm after that because I was like, man, this guy's fucking good. I didn't really see much of him in NXT because I don't really watch a ton of it. Yeah. Even then, I was watching a little bit more wrestling, but I still wasn't up on it enough to really know who he was much. But I just heard, like, this NXT guy, this NXT guy, and then, you know, he got in the ring with some pretty bad motherfuckers that night, and, uh... I can't even remember who he faced I know he faced Gresham um yeah I can't remember either but uh I'm not sure if he was he might have been in there with tommy End cause, uh Tommy end was in the tournament, yeah. and uh I think he might even beat tommy end, but um I'm not positive um but yeah uh he's yeah he's he's really good. And I was surprised because, you know, like I said, I had nothing to really compare him to other than you know, this NXT guy that DJ is probably overpaying for. I'm like, oh, here we go. And, uh, yeah, no, he he was really, really good. And I guess he went over to Japan. and He's been over there the whole time. So it doesn't really surprise me.
0: Yeah. Uh, speaking of Japan, one last uh, Japan news that I have is, are, are you familiar with Yoshihiro Takeyama? Nope. Really? I would think yeah. <laughs> Damn, dude! All the all the Japanese tapes you gave me, man. He's probably on like half of those. All right. Um, he was all over like Noah. He was doing New Japan. He did FM. He, did, he was everywhere. He's the guy that uh, went against Don Fry in that like infamous uh, Pride fight. I don't know if you have ever seen that either. It was like the mm-hmm. most like brutal like MMA fight of all time, apparently. Um, yeah. But this dude, this dude was huge in Japan. He was you know known for stuff style with you know Masawa and Kobashi. He had plenty of matches with those guys. Okay. Uh, Paralyzed from the neck down, man. Ah, fuck. Done. Done. Yeah, sucks. And uh, this is exactly why I wouldn't want a guy like Shibata to get back in the ring. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's worth it, man. You know, this guy. I mean, he's fairly older. You know, he's probably the same age as Misawa and Kobashi and all those guys. He came up with those guys, but paralyzed from the neck down, dude. Like, Shit. you look at a Hayabusa and this guy, Shibata. You look at Homa. You know, he's fucking. He's done. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I mean, I love the stiff New Japan style, but seems like these dudes are, all, you know, making it a trend to just fucking either get paralyzed or just just be done, it's completely just a vegetable.
1: Yeah. I think it comes with the territory, and it's it's a lifestyle for these guys. They're not they're not against that being a, a possible risk. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: it's nutty, man. The first one I saw was Hayabusa, which obviously wasn't from the stiff style, but. I don't know, man. It's just over the last year, you know, the thing with Shibata and then Homa and then now Takayama. That's three in a row that uh, that are gone, won't come yeah. back. You remember Homa back in the day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, had, like, yeah, the he did crazy... some stuff with CZW. Yeah, 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 He was in all those Zandig matches and stuff, and then uh, mm-hmm. he changed his style up after he left Big Japan and went to New Japan, and uh-huh. he was kind of doing like the strong style, but um. House of Hardcore was was here over the weekend, New Jersey and uh, Philly, fucking mm-hmm. drawing like just insane amounts of people. You know, like fucking selling out the arena and shit. Why can't anybody else do this? I don't, cause dude, I mean, we talked about them selling out with with a ton of guys on their cards. They've toned down the cards a lot, man. You know, like you'll have yeah. one or two big names, but it's not like you'll see like John Morrison against Pentagon Junior next matchup is fucking you know sabu versus sammy callahan it's not like that you know yeah i'll tell you what's crazy too is i think i mentioned it last week but
1: like i was looking to see like hey you know what card did they book you know that this shows tomorrow or the shows tonight or whatever Yeah, you know, let me see what the matches are and i couldn't find a single fucking match like you just saw like the generic indie poster with a bunch of people's faces on it you're like oh okay jack swagger's there uh, or whatever the hell he calls himself now uh and uh Sammy Callahan and this guy and that guy but like I saw zero matches lined up I looked on their their actual website on their Facebook I like I googled like card for whatever the name of the show was I could find nothing so like while searching for that you couldn't find anything it surely wasn't advertised as far as matches because I mean that would have came up in a Google search I'd imagine uh, I just I don't know how they're doing it they definitely found a formula they they're rolling man. I mean they they found a formula Tommy, I guess. I guess that's who's running shit over there. Uh he seems to know what the fuck he's doing.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's also, uh, you know, Philly doesn't really get wrestling anymore. Yeah, but you know what happened with the fucking, you know, Acid Cup? They brought that over
1: there and Philly didn't get wrestling that day either.
0: Yeah, but I think I think the old school Philly fans are dead though, man. I don't think you're going to get a lot of those originals even knowing about what's out right now. I think um it's it's the new hipster crowd, man. I mean, you haven't gone to a show over a year, dude. It's it's a complete different crowd. It's all hipsters. It's it's yeah. brand new wrestling fans. It's not the same people that you would see
1: 15 years ago, you know. But it's not like anything draws in the building because 'cause we've obviously seen failures in that building. So it's just something about what they're doing. He definitely has a formula and knows what he's doing as far as getting people in that building and trusting in his product. Yeah. And
0: you know, Feinstein being behind it, I'm sure he's probably got some connections and it's it's basically ring of honor in house of hardcore that can draw at the arena. That's it. Anybody else trying to do a show at the arena, you you're gonna lose money. You know, you mm-hmm. try to you saw C Z W try it a couple times. Um since they came back and it was it, they couldn't fill it up, dude. You know. Let alone they're not even funny. allowed to go back now, so
1: Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, uh DJ spent all that time with Tommy Dreamer in the locker room and hanging out and trying to listen to what Tommy was saying
0: and this and that and he, he learned
1: fucking nothing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh it's interesting 'cause, you know, we were just talking about the formula that Tommy Dreamer has to draw in Philly and New Jersey and New York. Um Northeast Wrestling. I'm not too familiar with them. The cards the cards look like shit to me, to be honest with you. It's it's local guys. I don't know a single fucking soul on there. They'll put on, like, a big match or two, like the Cody Rhodes and Kurt Angle. Moosal. That's the Connecticut shows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happened in yeah, Connecticut. Yeah, they put over a grand in the building. Dude, recently, uh, fucking Global Force Wrestling had to cancel their Connecticut shows because they were running the same night against Northeast Wrestling. They canceled all their shows. Now, they had, like, Low-Key, Homicide, Dan Moff, you know, all those guys. And uh, they had to cancel because they sold a couple hundred tickets. Meanwhile, Northeast Wrestling. (laughs) Northeast Wrestling. Headline with the only fucking name on the card is Jack Swagger. Packed 2,500 plus people in that fucking building. Fuck. Yeah, man. Jack Swagger was the main event going against a local guy.
1: They know what they're doing. Yeah, Clearly. either
0: that or or Connecticut is hungry for wrestling, man. I don't know. Somebody fucking started another promotion over there. Apparently, they're, these people are packing the fucking buildings.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's uh very true. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you always say that type of thing too, and then someone else is like, oh, "I'm just gonna go to run a show over there, like DJ," and then look at yeah, 250 people. Yeah,
0: if that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't watched Ring of Honor for a while, but I thought I thought this was interesting. They uh. They're bringing in Jushin Liger to team with uh, Delirious, which you know they're familiar with each other. But uh, Sin Cara is going to be joining them as their tag team partner. I've never seen Sin Cara work with Jushin Liger, let alone mm-hmm. Sin Cara in a Ring of Honor ring. But uh, yeah. I thought that was pretty dope. I think it's I think it's the UK tour they're doing.
1: I you know I'd be interested to see what this guy's going to do on the indies because you know there was a lot of blame players plays this way and that way and a lot of people saying how awesome he was previous to the WWE and then he just got labeled as a guy who couldn't pull off a move in the WWE like ah like Sin Cara became like another word for botching you know like so I mean if all of a sudden he's pulling off amazing shit on the indies I mean I don't know I'd just be pretty interested to see how it goes down because obviously he's either going to be horrendous and they're going to stop using him or
0: you know you're going to hear a lot more about him from here on out I bet yeah, for sure. Yeah, it will be interesting to see what he can do. Um, last little Ring of Honor thing. Uh, Cody Rhodes is calling out everybody from the Indies that's not on the Ring of Honor roster to uh, uh-huh. to basically go against him. and uh, challenge watch him. out for the king of New York. Yeah, yeah, the king of the Shindies, uh, Joe Gacy. He might, he might come <laughs> after you. Um, he, owns, he owns a state. <laughs> <crazy> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, in, in all seriousness, uh, uh, Luke Hawks responded. And uh, yeah. Cody Rhodes welcomes him. I I don't recall Luke Hawkes ever working in Ring of Honor. I don't know if he did, maybe back in the back in the skinny days. I don't think he did though. I know he did CZW a couple shows. I don't I don't recall him doing Ring of Honor. But um, that'll be cool, man. Seeing like you know Luke Hawkes against uh Cody Rhodes in Ring of Honor. I, see what I almost goes. think he
1: was uh, Alter Boy Luke in one of the scramble cages or some shit.
0: He may have been. He may have been. I know he did a he did a bunch of uh, indies back then as Alter Boy Luke. Yeah, uh, people can't believe it's the same person. But it is. Yeah, I know. It is. It yeah. is. Um. Quick, uh, rest in peace to uh, Nigerian Nightmare Aaron Gainey. Um, he passed away. I was actually a big fan of the Nigerian Nightmares. Um, they had a couple CZW uh, appearances, which I, I enjoyed. I liked it. I think they had a match against the Briscoes, didn't they? Uh, I'm sure they did. Yeah. Now that's CZW. I think they did. I don't know, maybe like two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. Whenever the Briscoes came back and they were doing that show with Devin Moore, uh, it was right around the same time, I think.
1: Yeah, uh, I definitely. Yeah, I remember them being brought into CZW. Um, you know, I'm not a fan of the morbidly obese for the most part. Yeah. Um, as a whole, but um, I mean, these guys had their their gimmick down pat i mean it was so over the top it definitely you know had its place and i mean i, I remember seeing these guys in t- fucking 99 2000 and in, in, uh you know just the local indie shindies whatever you know the donnie b shows that i used to go to that had the backseat boys and rick blade and, and nick burke doing fucking ladder matches and uh you know they were bringing in christopher daniels with fucking blonde hair you know and, and uh you know all of that shit back then but the, the Nigerian nightmares were still a staple of a card like that because they, they had such an over the top larger than life gimmick i mean it it was it was over it, it made sense you know what they did out there was legit i mean they did some pretty impressive shit for their size too yeah
0: definitely definitely yeah, and yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. you know i i always respected what they did obviously you know i i, didn't, I never owned a nigerian nightmare shirt but um, they didn't come in my size. Um, <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean uh, you know rest in peace to the dude. And everything I see about people um you know posting tribute to him is he was very very helpful to the people on the indies coming up, and he was a great guy you know backstage and to all the people who worked around him. He was they had nothing but good things to say about the guy. So um
0: yeah, rest in peace. Yeah, he was doing like what, what was that one promotion called back in the day? The the Jersey promotion. Um I think I think Donnie B was doing those. Was it NSW uh, or something? Mm, NS- nah, Donnie B did um
1: Big Buck Promotions and then he did uh Phoenix Championship Wrestling.
0: Okay. Wh- who did the NSW? Mm-hmm.
1: Nah, I don't I don't remember who was running what. I know they had uh, Joe, Joe Panzerino, and uh they had all sorts of things going on.
0: Yeah, I remember those guys being on on those cards. That was the first yeah. time that I'd seen them. And uh they did like a couple ICW shows. But um, I always, always love the gimmick, man. I mean, that the gimmick stood out to me. I think uh, clearly influenced by Abby, um, and like Kamala and guys like that. But uh, there's always a place for that, you know. I think no matter what, maybe not in 2017. I don't know if it'll get over if somebody comes up with a gimmick like that. But at, at the time, it was still, it was still cool. So rest in yeah. peace to to Aaron Gainey. Yeah. Um, one more thing that uh, obviously we got to talk about: Devin Moore. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want you want to talk about what Devin Moore is doing? Well, Devin, uh, you know, came
1: out, posted the whole thing and yeah, obviously someone wrote that for him cause he didn't say cousin there at all. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just didn't seem like a, you know, but anyway, it was, it was well written and, uh, you know, he admitted to his faults and said that, you know, he really needs help and, uh, he's admitting that he's going to check into 30 days of rehab, um, you know what's what's really positive about that too is you know I've, I've seen a lot of people bullshit and and eh, going into rehab and this and that and you know a lot of people just lie their way through that stuff and yeah I went in rehab all right and then they're back up to the same old shit. Well, the big huge positive that that's come out of this um, is the fact that he is taking on the help of one Toby Klein. Who, um, you know people might know from tough crazy bastards and all of the stuff that he's done but Toby has um, turned his life around and Toby um, is a legitimately licensed drug counselor now. Um, he's gone through all the stages and, and done everything he had to do to get fully licensed and this is, this is what he does and um, he's a guy who has seen it all and been through it all as far as the death match scene and drug addiction himself firsthand. And he's he's done all of the lying to his family, he's done all the underhanded stuff, and he's come through the other side, uh, you know, on a positive note. Um, I actually talked to Toby Klein my very last night drinking over four years ago. Um, I, I had him on the phone that night telling him like, Look, man, I, I you know, I wanna be done with this, this is it, man, you know, and, and he was a good person to talk to in that. I mean, I I think I was done either way but it was definitely someone you know on the other line that that got exactly where I was at and was was cool with it so um he, he's a, he's a great dude him and his wife Nicole um they took in Devin i don't think anyone would be you know upset about me saying that um you know Devin told me they told me um and uh you know they, they took him into their house you know to, to stay there while he goes through his rehab and everything and they actually put out a post saying that like look you know, we're, we're tired of seeing death match wrestlers die on our watch. And, uh, you know, you're not alone. If you need help with drug addiction and all of that stuff, you need somewhere to stay. You need some guidance. You need some help. They're, they're out there. They're putting their names out there as we, we will help you. We're tired of burying our brothers. They said, you know, and, uh, they're, they're a hundred percent willing to help anybody out there who needs help with drug addiction and, and, uh, you know, much, much respect and much credit to them because they're they're doing the right thing. Not only for themselves, but they're they're out, you know, outwardly helping people who they they know what those guys have been through. And they you know, like I said, it's it's not your average person. I mean just some of the rehabs you go through, they don't know what the fuck a deathmatch wrestler goes through. They just know, you know, the uh the nature of the beast as far as addiction goes. But I mean this is you know, wrestling is is a pretty specific uh, you know, routine, you know, the traveling and the the beating on your body and the, you know, how do you deal with this to that? And uh, I, like I said, Toby Klein is one of the best people you could possibly talk to that that knows that. So, um yeah, much respect to them. I, I really have a lot of faith in, in Devin coming out far better than he's ever been from this. I really hope that's the case. uh You know, I've been a friend of Devin for a while and uh, yeah, I'm I'm feeling really good about it.
0: So, yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm really happy for the guy, man. I mean, I would hate to see like another, you know, trend acid situation or anything like that. So I'm glad he, he admitted, you know, to, to the whole thing with Joey. He apologized, you know, um, cause you know, that, that as cliche as it is, that is, that is the first step to admit that you got an issue, you know? Cause in the beginning or, he was, he was completely denied everything, no matter what it was like, dude, it's on camera. Oh yeah.
1: Know? I talked to him that day when I saw it yeah. and, uh, And he's like, Yeah. Nah, cuz you don't understand. Like they they said that shit, but look, I didn't fucking I could have been doing anything, cuz. Like just because I went down in my you know, I I went down there, but like, you couldn't see a fucking (laughs) wallet, cuz I'm like Sound just like fucking Devin I'm like alright, Deb, well look, I man, I just I just wanna (laughs) make sure you're alright. You know, I'm hearing this shit and nah bro I appreciate that but it's fucking bullshit don't believe it cause it, it's you know look I, it's fucking it's
0: not the truth it's mm-hmm. like alright yeah. but uh yeah much respect to Toby Klein and and his wife and uh been a best of luck obviously to, to Devin and, and, and this journey I know it can be tough so best of luck to him and hopefully we'll see him you know back healthy and in good shape and going once again in the ring but uh I got two more little things. I don't know if you got anything else that you want to mention, but uh, Shelton Benjamin. Uh, apparently, he refuses to get pinned on the Indies. <laughs> and it's just been announced that he's actually re signed with the WWE. So I don't know if that had something to do with it, but I just, I, it would rub me the wrong way if I'm a promoter and I'm bringing this dude in. And he's just like, yeah, dude, I'm not getting pinned. You know? Yeah. A little cocky.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. Some people are just really protective of their own shit. Like, they're not trying to get beat by fucking Jimmy Lloyd on a fucking indie yes. card and then trying to get put over as a main event star when they get up there. You know, if, if he, he maintains this reputation, he's getting paid everywhere he goes, you know. Uh, and and when he goes back to the WWE, he's like, look, man, you know, I want a main fucking spot. I don't want to show up in NXT and, and be there for two years before you give me some kind of push. I, uh, you know, I haven't been any type of clown anywhere I've gone. And low key has always kind of maintained that too. And not only, not just saying like, Oh, no one's pinning me, but he makes sure shit matters. Like, and you know, if he's going to get pinned and he doesn't think it's a, you know, a worthy, you know, situation, like it's, it's not going to happen clean. Like you're not just going to beat low key clean for no fucking reason on any given show. Like it's, you know, he, he's he's pretty particular about what he does. He takes his shit very seriously because he wants the next booker to take him seriously and, uh, you know, book him in a, in a respectful way. So, I mean, I get it to a certain extent, especially when you're, you know, working a bunch of shindies or you're working this one and that one. And, you know, some fucking local guy here and local guy there, you know, it's just going to tour the country losing the nobodies. So I, I don't know. I mean, it, there's two sides to each story, I think. Uh, yeah.
0: Well, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about and Benjamin. You said low key.
1: Well, yeah, I was using Loki as an example. Okay, okay, okay. Of you know another guy that kind of protects himself that way. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. and again, not not saying like Loki never loses or refuses to ever lose, but he's another guy who's protected his right. You know, his character that way. Um, and more, you know, more if,
0: than most, to be honest, that that yeah, guy, uh, he takes his shit seriously.
1: And if Shelton, you know, was doing the same type of thing, <laughs> yeah, he's you know he's working this guy over here, working this guy over there, and he's doing nothing but losing all over the country, and then he wants Vince to take him seriously. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't know if that plays into things. I who knows, man? These these guys have worked under these contracts, especially a guy like Shelton knows the WWE system. And if you walk back in the door and be like, "Yeah, you, you've been uh, you know kind of clown for a couple of years on the indies," well, we, we you, you saw you work some kind of Doink the Clown gimmick. Didn't he die a couple of years ago? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did did you lose to some form of Doink the Clown? <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. You're not gonna be on the pay per view for a while. Jimmy Lloyd as Doink the Clown (laughs) right (laughs) so I don't know I don't know if they take that shit seriously Yeah, we have a couple scouts out there watching I just don't think we want to portray
0: you as our guy just yet yeah I mean I can understand not losing to like every local guy but if you're going against like let's say like a Shelton Benjamin against like a Zack Sabre Jr I think that's fine if he loses to a Zack Sabre he's not losing against fucking you know just like some nobody he's not going against Joe Gacy that's a bad example Cause he's not. I mean, he's he's like 130 pounds, and uh, yeah, but well, know. you know what I mean, though. I mean, like bigger names on the Indies, you know. There's yeah. plenty of guys that he can, I think, lose to, and it's no problem, you know. Uh, let's Zach, say Sammy Callahan. I'd say don't though. Like Zach's one of the guys. I'd say, yeah, don't don't
1: take a loss to him because he he looks so light that you're gonna wind up in the 205 live if you go yeah. back to the WWE. <laughs> you
0: know, <laughs> what true. I mean, yeah.
1: Let's say yeah, like but, a yeah. Sammy
0: Callahan. Sure, Leo Rush. You know, the little guy, but you know. He's he's got some wins, or even like yeah. a f- fucking Keith Lee. You're telling me you you can't lose to Keith Lee? Come on. Yeah.
1: I just haven't seen Shelton Benjamin on, on too many indies, so it I makes me either.
0: think yeah. that it's been more shindies, and I don't fucking blame him for not losing. I, I doubt he even does shindies to be honest with you, because I don't even see him on like the bigger cars like AEW and stuff. I've never seen him. Right. The only time I've seen Shelton Benjamin live is Jersey Opera, right? That's so so I mean,
1: what 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 matches are we talking about? Not losing? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Meltzer was just talking about that. Uh, he's been having a lot of issues on the on the indies with promoters because he refuses to lose. He didn't he didn't mention any actual like companies because it has to be some unknown company. Maybe like the new Defy in California. Maybe some of those bigger promotions that that are new that we're not familiar with. But I haven't heard his name around like you know anything as of as of late. But uh, we'll see what yeah. happens. I call uh, bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, we'll see. Oh, I guess we won't see. He's signed to WWE, so it won't even I mean, fucking we won't matter. See. Yeah, he's I'm going back. So show. yeah, who gives a shit? But uh <laughs> one last thing that this this is just unfucking believable. Uh personally fucking irritates the shit out of me for for personal reasons, which I'll get into in a second. Extreme rising. Extreme motherfucking rising is rising once again. Oh, Jesus. Indeed. Steve O'Neill, I don't know if he's behind it. I know Shane Douglas and all those guys aren't behind it. Uh, I can't I can't help but to think that Steve O'Neill is probably behind this, going under a different name. Um, because obviously if people know he's behind it, they're going to want to kill the guy because he owes like thousands and thousands of dollars to people in the Philadelphia, New Jersey area. Uh, myself included, he owes me $140, so <laughs> suck my dick. Um I don't know, man. Do you think this will be a success? Do you think this is going to be a riot? What are your overall thoughts on Extreme Rising possibly coming back? Now, keep in mind, a lot of wrestlers actually had issues with the promoter, too. So could they even get a lot of those wrestlers back? I mean, I didn't give a fuck the first time, so I don't know how I'm supposed to give a fuck this time. Dude, I loved it in the beginning. Did you watch any of them? No thanks. thanks. Oh, dude, it was good cards, man. Like I know a lot of people just thought, "Oh, like ECW reunion." It really wasn't. It wasn't an ECW reunion. First show, maybe. After that, it wasn't really. They were using like Ring of Honor guys, CZW guys, guys from you know, uh the Lucha Libre in in uh, Mexico. I don't know if it was AAA or CMLL, whatever it was. But uh, no, nah, man, they had a, they had a ton of talent up there. They had Luke Hawk's up there. They had uh, Bestia 666, Facade. That was the first time I'd seen them. They were using the Hit Squad. There were uh, Briscoes, Blackout, uh, SAT, which I didn't even know. Actually, Jeremy told me that uh, apparently you said it on one of your shows that the Los Dramaticos that were in Extreme Rising were the SAT with masks on. Yeah,
1: you know? he reminded me that I knew that before because I forgot that I even knew that. Yeah, because I, like I was He like, said that, and he's like, dude, do you like, – the SAT or Los Dramaticos and I learned that from you I'm like
0: oh oh yeah <laughs> that's right <laughs> cuz I didn't know cuz I had seen them a couple of times at the shows and I'm like who the fuck are the Los Dramaticos why are they here cuz you know yeah. obviously the SAT were much fatter by then and I'm like who the fuck are these guys yeah. and uh, yeah they were doing the Spanish fly and all that stuff but it, I never cuz it didn't make sense you know like SAT is a bigger name on the Northeast what the fuck would you put mass on them and bring them in as, as guys that nobody knows because yeah. I I think at
1: that time they were kind of toying with like what if we got licensing for this or that and like what if we take off and own names and they just fucking put themselves with something else I think
0: nah it didn't didn't clearly work but uh no nah, man they had a they had a ton of talent up there Briscoes and stuff they uh they did like Matt Hardy and Sabu I remember um Papa Don was up there I'm not sure if you're a big Papa Don, yeah, Don a fan about a Papa Don. <laughs> Papa no Don one gives a, a fuck there. about Papa Don uh. Homicide was up there. Um, Jerry Homicide doesn't a fuck about Dom. <clears throat> that's who he gives
1: a fuck because he likes him. Yeah, He's from New York, and yeah, you know, they're, they're buddies and shit. And but, dog like,
0: Doghouse guys, man. They all
1: yeah. Each other. Um, fans I, don't give a fuck about Dom, Let me put it that way.
0: Yeah, dude. I, I honestly I, I would want a promotion like Extreme Rising to come back because I was I was like really invested in it. You know, in the beginning, of the first show, I was like, oh, dude, this is the worst fucking show I've ever went to, and it truly was till this day. There has not been a worse show that I've gone to other than the first Extreme Rising, which was titled Extreme Reunion at the time. Uh, So, you're hoping that you bring that back? No, no, don't bring that back. Continue with what Extreme Rising was, because by the third show, it was a completely different promotion. They had, they brought in different talent because they realized oh those ECW guys yeah they're all fucking drug addicts and they pass out in the locker room eh, it's not gonna work out let's bring in some newer guys and and you know mix it up with a Sabu and mix it up with like a Jerry Lynn so the only ECW guys they were really using was Sabu Jerry Lynn and uh, like Crowbar you know like and that was it and uh, those three could still somewhat go at the time I mean Jerry Lynn was still killing it. Um his retirement match was up there against like homicide or some shit like that. I, I like I don't have a problem with them coming back. I just wanted to be under a different person because I refuse to pay a fucking dollar to this dickhead. You know? Right. And uh honestly, if he's behind it for his own safety, he shouldn't do it because people were fucking pissed at the time, dude. Like I remember like his Facebook page was blowing up, the extreme rising page had to be shut down because people were threatening him. Uh, me personally, I went to the penguin pub where he used to fucking DJ wanting my $180 back and, uh, he wasn't there anymore. So he quit his job for his safety because a lot of people were threatening to come up there. So I think it's a serious matter. I mean, like a lot of people lost a couple hundred bucks. Some people lost 40. A lot of people that went with that were planning on going with eight people lost like 500 bucks. You know what I mean? Uh, Maybe
1: uh, he'll team up with Corporal Robinson. He'll come back and they'll <laughs> relaunch the company under uh, Kill'em All Cup Rising. There you go.
0: Kill'em All Cup Rising. <laughs> but um, we'll, we'll see what the, what happens with this, man.
1: Were you familiar with Steve O'Neill at all? No, nah, not at all. I, I think uh, at some point when they were doing that, they started like some kind of blackout feud. And uh, I remember New Jack cutting some crazy-ass promos and stuff because – Regardless of what you feel about New Jack, and, like, I'm not a fan of his work, um, other than his, uh, his promo, well, I don't give a fuck about that either, honestly, but, uh...
0: Not even yeah, that kind of day,
1: dude? The, yeah, the dives are alright, but, like, unless he just climbs up, dives off some shit and goes home, then, like, the rest of it's a waste of time He's yeah, just playing a song be. I like over and over.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but, uh... His promos have always been awesome. I mean he, he can cut the fuck out of a promo and I've always loved to shoot interviews. I always loved it. The, like this shoot interviews are the polar opposite of a Matt Tremont shoot interview. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you wanna hear someone say something nice about everyone he's ever worked, listen to Matt Tremont. If you wanna hear someone wish motherfuckers die, <laughs> then
0: listen to New Jack. Yeah. I think New Jack was entertaining at first with shoot interviews, but they put out so many like, I remember, like, RF probably did, like, five alone with him. Kate yeah. Gabe Commentaries did, like, three or four. And it got to the point where it's like, all right, dude, he's just talking about just, just reckless shit, you know? It's just
1: I felt really bad for fucking balls during that fucking face-off thing. Oh, that shit was sad. That. that was sad. That Do you think one. that was an angle? Uh, Maybe, but... What wasn't an angle was he was fucking dying and New Jack was standing on the other side telling him, you would go fuck him up. And it just, it came off so sad. It came off like, yeah, maybe he said some shit, but like, I don't know. Balls looked
0: nervous as fuck in that, that it shoot. And, yeah. uh, dude, what gave it away to me as an angle was, you remember the beginning when they like walked him in with police and they were like patting him down Yeah, and, yeah. and New Jack was like, you know, pretending like he was shot. It, it came off as an angle to me you know yeah but i
1: i mean what balls looked like at that point obviously was no angle and uh yeah i don't know if you knew this but um one time he walked into the dollar store and
0: uh (laughs) (laughs) oh deathmatch russell deathmatch
1: russell had uh he didn't know who he was and he didn't know that he was a wrestler and then he said oh oh shit no, there's false. a wrestler in the dollar store and then we became good friends and we went to show all the time and then he's whatever like, oh, happened whatever happened at Chris Candido
0: yeah I don't know. I don't know what happened to that guy man God they rest his soul whatever happened <laughs> yeah. it's that's so, always a classic yeah. but um <clears throat> I was actually at the show where uh Balls and New Jack uh went at it it was the second Extreme Rising it was at the National Guard Army uh huh um. I was there with with my uh, girlfriend at the time, and you know we were like tailgating and shit. We we're barbecuing in the parking lot, and uh, I didn't see it myself. But a lot of people were like, "Oh, you know, like oh shit, shit just went down," you know, things got crazy. I'm like, "What the fuck happened?" And I think that's the first time that I saw Ryan, uh, you know, Ryan the the Jamaican. Yeah, guy. yeah. Um, I think it either was him or somebody else. Rebbie Sky's boyfriend. Rebbie Sky, yeah, yeah. Palm that ass. Um, yeah. I don't remember who it was, but uh, somebody said that they, you know. Balls and New Jack got into it in the parking lot, <clears throat> so apparently like they were fighting in the parking lot. So I, I don't know how much of, I think it was a shoot at first, and then they just they try to capitalize on the on the shoot, um, on the real life situation and making an angle out of it to try to you know make some money. But eh. yeah, I don't know. But yeah, they, they did do the blackout and the gangsters. Um, that was the second show, I believe. It was it was like the actual blackout, you know, like Black Cheese and uh, Ruckus going against uh, the original gangsters, Mustafa and New Jack. yeah Yeah. they had some dope shit though man they were gonna bring in Jushin Liger and have him against Sabu um, which never happened hence the reason they owe me $180 I think Damian 666 against like super crazy Um, it's much you know shit like that they did facade and Sabu and they killed it I remember that match Um, they were
1: supposed to bring in Damian 666 and they just brought in like Damian 333 and said (laughs) they gypped the fans yeah
0: we already got the money brother (laughs) <laughs> half but, uh, half off,
1: Damien's. Yeah, but uh,
0: yeah, man, that's that's about all I got. You got anything else that uh? Yeah,
1: man, dude, I wanted to mention this shit that happened by my house real quick because this shit is fucking crazy, man. Yeah, like, yeah, right. you see shit like this on the news all the time, and uh, I, man, apparently this dude um near my house, like like five minutes away, tops um killed his family with a fucking hammer um his wife and seven-year-old son and dog with a hammer and then slit his own throat like that's fucking crazy shit to me I mean I don't have a whole lot more to add to that but that's um that was like right up the fucking road for me like and um you know the thing I worry about is like I don't I don't know yet because it, it's kind of difficult because you know I have two seven-year-old daughters, I have twin girls, and um, they they're the same age. They go to the same school as this kid, and um, I mean I you know you don't want to ask like, hey, did you know this kid? Why? Oh no, never mind. <laughs> like you know like that. You don't really know how like, and you just kind of hope when they go back to school, you know, they go back in September that it's it's not like something that really circulates because uh I mean at their age it's not as big of like a gossip circle as a lot of you know older kids it would get around pretty quick but I hope it doesn't it doesn't filter down to their age group cuz it, it, it would take an adult telling a child that a pretty much real life horror film happened to one of their fucking friends you know what I mean like that's the only way it would get to a kid and I, I don't know man I keep thinking about it and it's, it's fucking it, it's bizarre, man. Like the, you know, they said uh, that classic cliche shit that the neighbors say like, Oh, just, he used to walk his dog and play with his kid all the time. Nice enough guy, fix my air conditioning. Like, and then it's like, what the fuck, man? That is some fucking, that's not like some quick shit either, man. That's, that's, that doesn't, that's not like quick, quick decision, you know, three shots. It's over. What the fuck did I do? I mean, that's like bludgeoning human beings and an animal with with a hammer like fuck like I don't I can't even wrap my head around it
0: now did they mention at all if there was like any like previous you know domestic issues or any drug addictions or anything like that or nothing no
1: I think they're still investigating but uh, they said something like a marital dispute But like fuck what kind of argument was that shit like fuck I've gotten into some arguments but that shit is
0: yeah, you, don't, you don't take a argument. hammer to the fucking dog and the kids and shit man
1: yeah, that, that's I've never even been close to that. I mean, that's yeah. I don't fuck, man.
0: That's, I I never get it. You know, with the whole crisp and I, I hate talking about the Benoit thing, but this this reminds me it's of the so Benoit. similar,
1: very yeah. similar, and his shit was even milder because that was like some old like I don't know for some reason I I think that's milder than what just happened here.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I can never say I and understand. Death yeah, I mean, I, I can never say I understand an, an argument turning into a murder scene, but when it comes to like an argument between you and your wife, like you know, shit could go wrong, and that's a lot more. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to like justify it at all. But, like any, any type of doing that is obviously shitty, and you should probably die for it, but. I can understand that more than, like, killing your kid for it, you know? Like Yeah, adults could say is. some
1: wild shit. Adults could do some wild shit. You right. know, they, they can really put you in a fucked up situation, you know what I mean? Like, a you know, an adult that, you know, you're dating or married to, you know, uh, your significant other could say, like, I fucked your brother and I'm going to do it until I die, you know? Yeah. Like, that's going to be hard to fucking stomach, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Pointing in your face and spitting at you. And I'm not saying you should kill him, but, uh, I mean... You could kind of see where it could go wrong if someone was a little off in the head, yeah you know, and I guess holding a hammer, but um yeah, kid, a dog i just i i don't I don't get it again i I don't think that's the answer to any one of those fucking things, but holy shit man that's it's fucking
0: severe yeah I, c- I can uh, never understand the kids and the the pets, especially like any any member of the family or anybody that's not directly involved with the argument I just don't fucking get it I
1: mean seven year old I mean my my twins are seven and they're gonna be eight in October and uh they were just at their aunts uh in New York for five days just on on, like vacation and it was like that was too long man like I couldn't I couldn't go five days without my kids in the house. I love waking up in the morning and they're out there watching TV, doing their thing. I see them before I go to work. As soon as I get home from work, there they are. I mean, they fight. And they could be bad as hell, but I just, I love seeing them every single day, man. It just, there's, yeah. there's no, there's not a part of me that you couldn't make me do what this guy did willingly. It's, it's unbelievable. It's just it's just hard to wrap my head around, you know, when obviously crazy shit happens all over the country every day, but when it's, you know, that close to you and it's like, wow, right, right there. Yeah, dude, I snapped, like, I seen the house, like, I, <laughs> we drove by the house, the fucking cops are walking up and down the driveway looking for fucking answers, just like I am, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Only they're, they're actually in the fucking house, and, uh, this guy slit his own throat, and, uh, he didn't die immediately, he died, uh, at the hospital, so at least it was a little slower, but, I, a lot of people take different avenues, uh, you know, I wish he was alive so he could, have, you know, face justice or whatever, I, I don't know, man, I don't want him on his planet, myself. Yeah, yeah, fuck him, um, I know uh, that might be maybe the easier way out if he kills himself and this and that but in the same token I just don't want that dude on the planet like I don't want him in jail with us paying for him to live there forever yeah. I, I just I don't want him on the planet so I'm I'm fine with with the ending it just sucks that everything before that had to happen without him just doing that just if he just took himself off the planet and avoided all those other things from happening that would have been the preferred choice
0: you know, a lot of the times they, uh, when these mass murders happen, especially in households, um the guy usually kills himself too, which, it's like, well, if if you're going to kill yourself, why didn't you just do that and just not kill anybody else, you know? Yeah. If you had that much of an issue and you wanted to go, just fucking off yourself. You don't got to take the kid and the dog and the wife with you. Yeah, it's... You know, tough. it's just disgusting, man. But it, like we said, you know, we we started out the show with... 2017 and people just being out of the fucking mind and i guess you know we'll wrap it up with that but uh with that said um we'll be back next sunday yeah on, on just a yeah hold on because i don't want to end on on
1: just that so, um, <laughs> just <on> a sad <laughs> note yeah that, that's crazy well i mean let's add on a, on a comedically sad note at least um so apparently they had a who wants to be a death match show okay uh, and it was like a tournament on IWA. Yeah. And uh, Drew Chahos got a chance to uh, compete in this tournament. And oh, yeah, um, yeah. Tony Deppen posted um, th- this post. I just heard that my boy, let's just call him Drew Chahos, lost in the second round of the tournament. Everyone said it was a great showing from him and even received a please come back chant. So super proud of you, Bay.
0: So there's that. Yeah, that's. That's to be expected. On a comedically sad note. Yeah. I mean, dude, the whole Bay thing and, and uh, you know, wrestlers calling each other totes cute and wanting yeah, uh, like, like... yeah, to be inside each other and have babies <laughs> together and shit. That, I don't fucking know, man. I don't
1: know. Chris, with the fucking waves washing over their body. Yeah,
0: yeah I, don't, I don't know what's going on with wrestling anymore, man. These dudes are just trying to slide in each other nowadays. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Back in the day, they did, uh, you know, Irish whips. Now they're trying to slide in each other. Uh, uh, yeah. So, so on that now. Yeah. On that next note, week. We'll be back next week. If you <laughs> want to check out uh, the archives, listen to J-Cat. He's uh, under on iTunes. Check out Yakuza Kick Radio. If you can't find an it iTunes, just go to blogtalkradio.com slash yakuza and click the iTunes link. Of course, you can listen to us, the Hot Tag Podcast, on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Uh, just type in THD Wrestling Podcast and it should pop up with that said if you have any questions leave it on our Facebook leave it on uh you know J-Cats Wall whatever the case may be and uh, we'll get into them next week with that said we'll see you next week peace peace